Welcome to a paranormal show unlike any other. The Ghost Helpers Show with your guides, Tina Irwin and Laura Van Tyne. Where the paranormal is more normal than you think. We are seasoned psychics who once led normal, everyday lives just like you. Until the paranormal world refused to be ignored any longer. We have listened to countless dead tell their stories, and we are sharing that knowledge with you. Join us each week as we take a piece of the paranormal and explain how it works using true ghost stories, the tales that the dead have told us. Our intention is to offer new insights and understandings of the paranormal pandemonium which surrounds that mystical fourth dimension and how it impacts our normal everyday lives. The Ghost Helper Show with Laura and Tina, teaching the living to help the dead, starts now. Well, happy Halloween, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We are, we want to do a couple shout outs really quick before we get started. But today's show, since it's Halloween, our, it's all about our favorite ghost stories, right? Those most memorable souls that we've crossed paths with, with that we've helped. So thanks to Untold Stories of the Paranormal, Ghost Hauntings and the Paranormal, and their sister group, Paranormal Investigators Townsville, for sharing this show. Thank you so much. We also want to let you know we do very much appreciate appreciate your joining us today and remind everybody that the paranormal is so much more normal than you think and the stories we're going to be sharing with you today because we're super thrilled it's halloween well, i wanted to wear big hats she, but and i i, I exnade the hats because you can't quite see them all <laughs> yeah but there's and so much i know fun. you'd be poking me with them too i know and i, I only have like <laughs> 10 of them so this show is all about our favorite ghost stories. And these are true stories. These are, some of them are, are lighthearted. Some of them are funny. Some of them are tragic. We've got a little bit of everything in today's show. So let's get started. Let's get started. All right. So I want you to start with that first story you were telling me about this morning, actually. Oh, by the way, before we get started, um, thanks for everybody that's asking us if we've been affected by the California fires. So far, so good. Although I had one heck of a commute because they've shut off power where I live to prevent fire, fire future fires. So right. hopefully, knock on wood, we're good to go. Yep. And we really wish everyone affected by those fires the best possible outcome. All right. Okay. So when, many years ago in the dark ages, I used to live in Charleston, South Carolina, which is a very haunted state. Because it's had so much happen to it. And my neighbor told me this story. Her son worked at a wonderful restaurant that's still in Charleston called the Cotton Exchange. Shout out to the Cotton Exchange. It is still a wonderful restaurant. And it had a central red elevator in the middle of the restaurant that was all open. And you could see it go up and down over the various three floors. And her son was a waiter. And he's up on the third floor, up in the corner there is a table in the corner and there are these guests and they're all in period costume from the eight, from the 1800s, you know, with the special hat and the long dresses and the hoop skirts. And, and so they're sitting at the Back table when it took you half a day to get dressed, took you half a day to get <laughs> dressed and you needed an army of people just to iron one dress. And so because of all that, anyway, they're sitting there and there are two couples, I think there were two or three couples, this big table, and they ordered wine and all kinds of food. The table is laden with food. And, and so finally the restaurant's about to close and he brings them their bill and they looked at the bill and they looked at him and they said, Oh, we're so sorry. And they all got up and walked through a wall. And then he looked down at the food and nothing had been touched, but it was all there. 
And so obviously his blood ran cold. He called his manager up and he said, you didn't see these people walk through the door. He says, no, nobody left. And he said, well, they walked through a wall. Oh my God. They were all ghosts. And it was no, no tip in that. (laughs) Nope. And this stuff happens. This stuff just happens. It's so weird. All right. Now you have one. All right, back to, you know, those ghosts in that story, and that was your neighbor's story that was telling you. The, the rest of these stories are stories that have happened to us with with ghosts. So we talk about, you know, ghosts being a period piece. Sometimes when you can identify when a ghost may have lived and died based on the clothing they died in. And, you know, I kind of have a really quick funny story about um a friend of mine's a police officer and he, I, I don't know if I mentioned this one, he works with, um, he gets a call and he goes to this place and this guy OD'd, but he OD'd and he was naked in his apartment. And, you know, we didn't know this was happening. My daughter and I go to his house and the dead guy is now naked standing next to our police officer friend. And, and my six-year-old told- is like, oh my God, mom. <laughs> so be careful what you die in, okay? <laughs> if you can, it's not like you always have a choice. Right, you know, it's that, that whole, you know, your mom, you say, oh, well, you make sure you have clean underwear in case you get into an accident. Remember that old yeah. saying? So be careful what you die in. But I'm telling you this because this next story happened to a, a friend of mine who, dear friend, family friend, and he was in a wheelchair for the last half of his life due to an accident. And when he died, he didn't cross over right away because he was in a wheelchair. He died in a wheelchair and he thought he still needed help crossing over, even though he was in a wheelchair. And of course, we're all wanting to know, how did he pass away? What was his cause of death? Um, His cause of death was simply pneumonia because he had been a, a quadriplegic for many years. So but he wasn't, did he die physically in the wheelchair? I, I believe so, yes. Okay. Yeah. And so he died in his wheelchair. So he's living in the wheelchair. He dies in it. He does he's still in that wheelchair in death. He doesn't realize he can actually leave that wheelchair. So we die. And, and I think a, a further explanation, the wheelchair became a thought, a thought form construct. Because if you're watching this, you're thinking, there isn't metal in the fourth dimension. No. How did that work? And it well, worked because in his mind, he was still basically a prisoner of his chair and he didn't understand that he wasn't. Right. And I think that can be common for many kids. I remember going to the doctor's office with one of my kids when they were little and there was a little ghost boy who was walking around with the IV drip thing still, you know, he's still holding it, walking around and he's looking for help and he's looking for his mommy. He doesn't understand he's died. And so he still has those things with him. And yes, we crossed him over. And, you know, those are some of the more tragic stories is when a little, when a child dies and they don't know what to do. Okay. So he, when you told him he could, he didn't need the wheelchair anymore. What happened? Um, we, I just crossed him over. Oh, you know, I had a lovely conversation with him for a little bit and we just crossed him over. The wheelchair became inconsequential because he was a ghost. I mean, if I was going to let him linger as a ghost, I could have told him he didn't need the wheelchair, but we just crossed him over. Oh, okay. All right. Just getting that. Yeah. All right. I had a uh, client who 
whose husband died and she knew he was dying and it was he would died way too early and it was a cancer that was very strange and um and so after he died he didn't know what to do so he went home with her and when she went to bed he went to bed and he was laying next to her and um having had a ghost lay next to you in bed i know exactly what that's like yeah but this one knew her they knew each other and, and, and it was making her nuts it was freaking her out that he he was there and he would try and touch her and of course it's the hand of death it's cold so she's not happy with that and she said you got to do something so i i crossed him over and she said you know i it's not that i i didn't love my husband but this didn't feel natural. It wasn't normal. It's not, it's not in the natural order of things. Well, I let's talk about that for a minute because this is a great example of the power of detachment. When we leave our physical body, our karmic time here is done for right now. It doesn't mean that we're going to be forever separated from our loved ones. She felt that if you could detach from this, if he could be crossed over, then it began to separate her attachment to him was, was much, was much removed. She could now grieve him. He is now completely gone. Her grieving process was on a more normal trajectory. If you can call it that, because if you have the ghost linger, it's never normal. Okay. Um, so we crossed him over. Now I had another case. I had a neighbor who was Mr. Evil. He was a bail bondsman, very, very wealthy man. And he was pretty much despised by everybody. And he died of a really <laughs> horrible cancer. And he started to walk the street and I saw him and I did not engage him in conversation. I brought someone in and I had him crossed over immediately. So question this guy was evil nobody liked him was he like creating lawsuits or creating trouble he or? was always threatening to sue everyone he cost our homeowners association i can't tell you how much money he tried to divide all the homeowners against each other it, he was he was constantly fomenting dissension anger and fighting and he was just this mean angry he's involved in constant litigation so he was always looking to have sides and it was very detrimental for all of us we're still recovering from that man's time here and so i crossed him over and then i asked one of my neighbors i said you know when did this mr so-and-so die and she said it's a secret and i said why is death a secret you know <laughs> i said newsflash is not a secret to me i just crossed him over and she said only two of us knew that and i said well now there's three of us and i'm telling anybody else who needs to know his death shouldn't be a secret we're finally free of him all right. And it's okay to rejoice the death. It was okay to rejoice the death. Okay, Laura, a minute right. before break, what happened with... So when we're talking about these ghosts and things, we're, these are our true ghost stories. And when we come back, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about how we work with clients and what happened when I worked with this one particular client because literally something amazing happened and it was captured on, on a photograph and it's something that we've never seen before or after. And it was pretty cool. So you are listening to Ghost Helpers on Transformation Talk Radio. And with that, we will be back shortly. Do you find yourself sensitive to the energies around you? Do you find that you attract certain people in your life who literally drain your energy? In fact, they suck the life right out of you. 
If so, this course, The Empath's Guide to Slaying Energy Vampires, is just for you. Here, you will learn the tools and strategies you need to take your power back. Sign up today at thekarmicpath.com under our Courses tab. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Gen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The Power of Inspiration and Awakening Radio with Juliet Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Ghost Helpers on Transformation Talk Radio. We started out with some interesting kind of lighthearted stories of ghosts, but for us, for our day-to-day work, most of it's not lighthearted. We can be lighthearted with each other, but for the most part, what we hear, these stories aren't entertainment for us. They are real people drowning in sadness, sometimes cold, sometimes pain. Our job is to relieve their terror and their pain. And we're always asking people to help us with this. So sometimes the stories are about a person loved one and and laura you have a really really important story to share and we have uh, a photograph a pair of photographs that's going to go with this and if you can't if you're listening and can't see this they will be on the instagram for ghost helpers okay laura take it away all right i had a client reach out to me who felt like she was always haunted but she didn't know what it was or what exactly was going on and would I please work with her? And so as I'm working with her, we find that her deceased father 
hadn't crossed over and he died when she was little. And so he was always with her, always trying to be with her and help her. Um, but a lot of times we don't know what exactly that paranormal element really is. And as I'm talking to this man who is, you know, we're crossing over, I find out that he was, a, his, he's comes from the line of Hasidic Judaism, um, a Russian version of Judaism. And they were, as a small child, this man and his three brothers were trying to escape Nazis. And the parents put these four boys total on separate trains to get them out of the country. And this man that we crossed over was always one train ahead of the Nazis. His brothers didn't make it. And so he, his grief, his whole life was that, you know, why what the survivor's guilt is what it was. And survivor's guilt can also continue on even in death. And so he didn't cross over because he didn't quite feel worthy because he, he got to live a life, even though it was a tortured life, knowing that his family, his entire family had died in concentration camps or from the elements. And he comes to the United States and he's able to make a life for him and have a family, et cetera, but he doesn't cross over. So with- Would you say that he didn't, your view, he didn't cross over because of guilt? I think he felt guilty. You know, his he made it, but his brothers didn't. And because he's in resonance with the Jewish culture and Nazi Germany of that time, there were a lot of Jewish people and Polish people, people who died in concentration camps that saw this light that we were creating to cross them over that joined in literally so they could get the help they need. So we don't always want to assume that if somebody dies, they're in a better place. If you have a trauma, something happened to you, you're ejected out of your body, you don't know if you're dead or you don't know what to do. So we created an opportunity for thousands of Jews and people who've died in the Holocaust to be crossed over, thanks to this woman's help. And when we did this, she's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And she's, she goes, I got to stop. I got to take this pictures. And she picks up her phone camera and starts clicking these photos. And it was a series of five photos within moments of each other. And I think producer Kat's going to show them on the screen here of a light portal opening up and you can see the before and the after the light went through the tree and to me that's just it was the first time we've been able to capture that validation on a photograph we're really grateful that she was had such presence of mind to start snapping those photographs so quickly and then she shared them with with you so and gave us permission to share them on the show exactly and again if you're listening you can find them on the ghost helpers instagram page and as we're she takes these photos we finished crossing everybody over and it was a big job and this woman had just a ton of spiritual courage it's not always easy to do this stuff but we were able to help so many people that were attached to her father because it's a resonance issue Birds of a feather flock together. It's all about resonance. And he was in resonance with the Holocaust. 
and that those, level of suffering and that level of suffering. So with him came an opportunity for so many other souls to be crossed over. And we don't really know the number, but I can assure you it was more than a hundred. There were yeah. probably, oh, and that easily. happens to us many, many times. If we go to a site where there were, there was a mass casualty location. We're not going to say, oh, we're here for this person. We're going to cross over any and all souls without judgment or prejudice of any kind. We're crossing them all over to the heaven world and the heaven world sorts out where everybody goes. I'm so Your glad that's not my killer. job. <laughs> <laughs> right? Your serial killer is not going to go into the same location as Mother Teresa or, or Jesus or the Dalai Lama or whomever. I mean, and, and what we found sometimes with the Holocaust that the, the souls we're crossing over often include Nazi guards. Yes. I had so a, I had gonna a be similar really honest about that. Yeah, a, a number of years ago, one of my daughters went to a middle school event, and a woman comes over and she starts to talk about her time in Nazi Germany as a Jewish child prisoner in a concentration camp. I had no idea this was going on, and then later that night, my daughter starts screaming because <laughs> bless you, oh, excuse me. Um, she starts screaming simply and she's like getting whipped and we're, I'm like, what the heck? And then she's like, oh my gosh, mom, you know, we had the speaker and you know, these things are coming in. These people are coming in and I don't know what to do. And what had happened was the woman who is speaking about the Holocaust, because there are people there that believe it doesn't happen. She is living history. She's trying to teach this youth, our youth, what happened, what it was like. The giving people the reality of this. And so as she's speaking, these souls are looking at my daughter and they're following an aqua cord to our house so they can get some help because my daughter's looking a little bit brighter. And as this woman is speaking around the country about this, she's collecting souls and probably unbeknownst to her, she's collecting them because ghosts travel at the speed of thought. And as she's speaking in schools, I'm sure there are children whose grand grandparents, great grandparents, great great grandparents sure. were in the Holocaust, and so or they had family members in the you know related friends in the Holocaust, and they all came together. So you ended up with a, we um, ended up with a, a flash mob in your house. Oh my gosh, it was horrible because we had the Jewish guards who still were- We don't mean the Jewish guards. I'm sorry, the Nazi, the Nazi guards, sorry. The Nazi guards who are still torturing the Jews in my house. And now my girls and I are getting whipped and it's real. Gosh. It's, um, it's absolutely real that this is happening. She, sorry about that. The ghosts are calling you. Yeah, yeah, I know, the ghosts right? Are calling in. <laughs> it is Halloween. Might as well pick it up. <laughs> no one will be there. <laughs> um, so, anyways, the ghosts are in my house, and we've got these constant Nazi. You have the Jews who are the victims, and you have the Nazis who are the victimizers, and they were all in your house, and you were feeling us because I'm trying to cross over as much as I can, and they're punishing us as this. And we actually had whip marks on our wrists and ankles, which was really quite scary. Um, and how long did it take you to cross them over? It took a long time to cross them over. I mean, what in your mind? What's a long time? An hour? 
Um, it took most of the night to cross them over because they kept coming through the mirror. The mirror, which was a dressing mirror, was not normally a portal, but somehow they broke through that mirror. Yeah, we'll do a show on mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to require a lot more explanation. Mirror, mirror on the wall is more real than people know. Yeah, that is so true. So we're going to... we're going to come back in a little bit, but first let's lead in with the next story because this next one left Tina and I numb. Is that we, a good word? I, I think we were stunned. We had, uh, we were asked to clear a property. It was a rental property in Tacoma, Washington. And we do clear properties of ghosts and other things. We do this a lot. And you can find that on ghost helpers. We have services where we talk about that we do that and so she asked us to clear this rental property and it took us a while to get that cleared and because partly because the tenants were still in the house and they were hoarders but as we're clearing this property what happened was that we were led to a public property and it was as if we turned over this rock of horror i i will it's like wow where did all these people come from i still go back to that moment and i'm thinking it just, I, I, a part of me still becomes becomes unglued by this because. Well, let's tell people what we found. What we found well, was we're, we're going to come back after break. But it's break. only ten twenty eight. We're going to come back after break. We can. We have two minutes. <laughs> Good you guys can go to woman. break early. That's fine. No big deal. <gasps> Thank I you, got Benny. you. I got you. The story is worth the law. Is sure. worth talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> All right. So you are listening to Ghost Helpers on Transformation Talk Radio. When we come back, we're going to talk about this property that we were hired to clear up and the rabbit hole it led us down. It was like nothing I could ever imagine. It was beyond a horror movie. You are listening to Ghost Helpers. And with that, we'll be right back. We have all heard and told ghost stories, but have you ever heard a ghost tell you their story? Ghost stories from the ghost's point of view are true tales that these lost and lonely souls have told us. Learn why some souls don't cross over and how you can help them. This is probably one of the most spiritually profound series you will ever read. You can find them at thekarmicpath.com and on Amazon. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Then tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go to ignite the life you deserve. Visit GetRootedRadio.com and tune in. Are you searching? searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul? In the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to. Someone God gave a blessing to. That you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1-800-323-1790. 
Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the Maximum You. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Ghost Helpers. And Laura and I have regrouped <laughs> as we tell the story. And I think I'm back on the same page now. You know, what kind of a psychic are if you're not reading my mind properly? Well, I was so involved <laughs> with the story. And we're going to continue with that. So we go to clear this rental property in Tacoma, Washington. And, and remember, Tacoma is not an area that's ever had wars. It's never had huge massive conflicts it's a benign place it's a reasonably benign place and and so we had no expectation of anything i mean whenever we go to a property we don't have an expectation by the way when we go to a property we don't physically need to go there because we're able to remote view the property we can look through the ether the land of where ghosts and dark entities and such reside which gives you a much broader view of not just not just a physical little square footage, but you get to see etherically what's going on around a property, especially in public spaces, whether it's a street or there's a park nearby or there are other public spaces nearby. And so let's start telling them what we found. So we remote view the house. There's some little things going in and it looks like there's like stuff sort of just creeping into the house. Um, it's a rental house and the renters started, you know, becoming hoarders and some things are just shifting that weren't. So it's very low frequency. Weren't the norm. But then our attention got turned to some public property. And I'm saying public property because we had permission to remote view that particular house. We do not have permission to remote view the neighbor's homes or anywhere else, but because we're taxpayers, we have jurisdiction over public properties. And because the owner is a taxpayer yes. in, the, in the Tacoma area. And so with that, we are always very, very abiding by spiritual law. I wouldn't walk into your house uninvited, right? You would knock first or something like that. It's the same concept as above, so below. As above or way above. But anyway, let's go with what we found. So we 
all of a sudden, this girl, she's about 20 years old, comes into the scene and we're off the house now. We're not remote viewing that house. We're in a public wooded area. And I, I forget her name. I think it might have been like Julie or something like that. And she just started crying. She, she just disappeared off the streets one day. She went to go visit her boyfriend and she was getting in her car. And these two men chloroformed her. And she's just your average person. There's nothing. Roughly, let's tell them her age. She's about 20 years old. And these two men came up and she'd been visiting her boyfriend. I think it may have been at a, like maybe at an apartment complex, but I'm not sure. They chloroform her. She wakes up and she starts fighting back hard. So hard that she got hit in the head and it killed her. And this scene led us to more of this. And what we uncovered was a huge sex trafficking ring of young boys and girls. It was so horrible. It just, it, these were sexual slaves, not just from this country, but from a lot of other countries and the Eastern Bloc and Mexico and China it and Central America and South America. It just wasn't one location. And <clears throat> we learned a lot however they got here uh they were abused they were used they were raped repeatedly and then they were killed and an astounding number of them were illegal immigrants and it gave us a a tragic view a very different view of illegal immigration and what's happening with young boys and girls. I never quite understood how these young children were ended up at the border and there were no parents. Well, and, and with this, you know, in the United States, there's a lot of turmoil around illegal immigration and legal immigration. But what we learned from this was that if you are an illegal immigrant and you disappear, no one's going to look for you. Right. No one even knows to look for you. Or if someone does know to look for you, they can't reach out to the authorities. They can't because the person's here illegally. They become a non-person. They have no rights. They have no identity. No one knows they're here. No one's responsible for them. You can't go to the police to try to identify them. It puts everyone in any kind of an authority position in a horrible situation, which is probably how Epstein had thousands upon thousands of these young kids and, and the things we learned were heartbreaking still, how they got how they got here it took you and i about a week to like shake it off as much as we could and even then it still sort of sticks with me it was this horror stories we were hearing from these ghosts including were just, things how they were used how they were abused what was done to them how quickly they died. And we're talking children anywhere from age six on up, boy, little boys, little girls. Some people were uh, invited so they could be models or actors. And they appeared, to, they appealed to the ego. Well, we've got a job for you. This guy's going to take care of you. This is a lie. And we know that we know people in San Diego who have said, oh, you'd make a great model. Actually, I'm going to tell you right now, there, the sex trafficking rings are all over the place. They're more common than we think. And I have somebody who is extremely close to me who got a random phone call from a complete stranger saying that they saw her 
and that she was beautiful, wouldn't she want to come to model? And this was a female voice. That's right. And when this person told me about this, we took that number to the police station and there's nothing they could do, but at least there was a record. But this person was wise enough to tell me about it versus getting sucked in. So it's very unassuming that a, a woman would want to lead some another female into sex trafficking. But that's exactly what happens. It feels safer to that it, person. It may feel safer to them. And one of the things that was so poignant for us was the woman who initially connected to us, who was chloroformed, told us that she had no way to let anyone know what happened to her as a ghost. First of all, since she was murdered, her frequency was low and she was terrified and everything else. Injured, it was horrible. That because she was a ghost, she she couldn't there were nobody could hear her unfortunately except us and or fortunately no one could hear her she didn't know what to do she was literally knocked out of her body and the saddest part of this for me and and, and as a mom she she was telling us that well for both of us for both of us i she was telling us i can hear my mom praying for me every night and she cries herself to sleep every night and she she misses me and she loves me and i don't know what to do and it you have to remember a lot of people say well why don't you just contact her mother and the problem with that is that a lot of people don't believe psychics any more than they would believe you know fairies exist and to do that to the mother would be it's not something that is that we can do and we don't do that it's, it's not that it, it's great and sexy on tv but in real life we don't know the state of mind of her family so the best thing we can do is simply cross her over. And in the heaven world, she will she and all of these children will receive guidance on how to contact their families in a dream in in which is a karmically correct way and there's always someone with them so that they will have that help because no one will know where they're buried no one will have a clue what's happened to their bodies her body has not been found from what we understand from this this young woman her body was never found and normally when we're dealing with hundreds and frankly we deal with thousands of dead at a time we have something called emotional anesthetic because if you fall over the emotional waterfall and start crying when you're dealing with these ghosts your own frequency drops and you can't be of service to them. And as we're telling the story, by the way, I'm, I'm fighting back the tears, even to this day. I mean, this has been a few months old story. I'm still fighting back the tears. And that detached compassion is so important. And, and I, as she's telling me, I mean, everything that we were told that happened to these children, and a lot of it, we're simply not going to repeat on the air because it's so reprehensible. It was, it's still really hard for us to even and, think about it. And so we're not going to repeat it. What we are going to tell you is that if you know someone whose child is missing, pray for them. Your prayers matter. I don't care what your faith is. It is irrelevant. We go back to science. Everything is energy. Thoughts are energy. And the energy that this woman sent to her daughter, even though she doesn't, she doesn't have a resolution like she would like to have, her the energy of her prayers enabled her daughter potentially to connect to the ordinary people like us who helped her and because we helped her 
we were able to open a doorway to help thousands and thousands of these young people. It, it blows me away to think that people will do this to other people. I just, I still have a tough time with that. And a lot of these people who are doing this are women. We think, oh, these are bad men. Epstein had women work for him as well. And they were prisoners. They were prisoners on many levels. And I, I, it is a lot of politics, but let us, let us take a different look at illegal immigration because we're not helping these young people. We are actually potentially causing them to have so much harm happen to them. They need to be identified. They need to apply legally. That enables them, if something happens to them, they can at least have a missing persons report put out for them. We owe the humanity of it. We owe that for each one. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know that was from, a tough one. <laughs> that was a tough one. But again, this is a, this is Halloween. We think of ghost stories as something you tell around a campfire about haunted houses. But these are true stories. These and are this this house was so negative that it connected us through this. We don't even always understand how we get connected to people, and that brings us to another story. I received a call about a missing person. Um, a little while ago from, I think, North Carolina or South Carolina. It was North Carolina. And so I'm, I, you know, this person says, oh my gosh, this, this ghost is with me and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And, it, and the ghost sort of seemed to connect. Yeah. The ghost seemed to connect to her out of the clear blue sky. It wasn't, she'd always had this ghost. Right. This she doesn't new. normally have this happen to her. And as I'm working with this woman, the ghost shows up and basically and moms and dads and teenagers out there this was a tinder app date gone horribly wrong okay so she's trusting so she decides that she's going to go on this date and she's going to basically exchange sex for drugs so she was a drug addict she was a drug addict and as i'm talking with her and she's embarrassed that she did this this ghost is embarrassed and I said, and I asked the ghost, I said, well, when was the first time you were sexually abused? And the ghost is looking at me and she said, when I was little. And I said, and who did this? Who in your family did this to you? And she said, my brother, he was four years older. And I said, you have to understand that sexual abuse is, it destroys a lot of a person, but it can be rebuilt. And what happened was her brother had sexually abused her as a child growing up. And to numb that pain, she started using drugs. And you can see where the cycle is going now. She had no help. Her parents didn't stand up for her. And, and this is a family pattern. I guarantee you this is a family pattern. Well, someone abused her brother. I'm sure of it. And so I'm helping her to understand a little bit about this life she just lived because it was not an easy life. She gets on a Tinder app and she's going to basically prostitute herself for some heroin. And there were two men in the car. They came up from behind her without her realizing it. Again, it was a chloroform issue, which is kind of interesting, I guess. And they knocked her out and they accidentally killed her while they're literally raping her over and over and they disposed of her body 
And it's just, it's heartbreaking that this has to be. And hopefully by crossing over this soul who was so broken in life and she continued to be broken in death, that's the key. Only when we can cross over into the heaven world, do we get the soul healing and soul restoration that we all deserve, regardless of the life just lived. And we crossed her over and I don't think they found her body to this day because part of the issue is if I were to report this, I could be a part of the crime scene. Any evidence that I give would be dismissed in a court of law because it's not tangible. So there's issues with this. So the best thing that we can do is to cross her over. And then my job is simply done. I had a case, um, someone very close to me uh, was a BMW mechanic and a Rolls Royce mechanic. And he had this astounding car called a BMW M5 and it's a super fast car, super fast. And this was this gorgeous blue car and the owner said it seized on the freeway and the car was brand new. I don't know if you know anything about BMWs, but they don't seize on the freeway. That's just, especially when they're new, not when they're brand new. I mean, German engineering, it's just amazing. And, and so they couldn't figure it out. And if they had to drop an engine, it's a $40,000 just for the engine. That doesn't include, you know, related parts and labor. And so my friend says to me, you know, do you ever remote view cars? Cause we got a bet going on about what's wrong with the car. And he said, I'm not going to tell you, but I want you to remote view the car and tell me what you see. And it's like, dude, I'm not sure that I'm a <laughs> psychic car psychic, but I'll try it. You know, what's the, what's the worst. So I remote view this car. And the first thing I see is this gorgeous blonde sitting in the passenger seat. And I said, oh my gosh, what happened to you? And she said, I was part of an escort service. I wasn't a prostitute. It was just, I was supposed to escort uh, this, this young man. He was in his, like, he was 20 to some party. And then he was supposed to bring me back to the, the service main office, but he didn't, he drove to the beach and he said he wanted to get to know me better. And I asked him to go back and he started to get really physical. And I realized he was going to rape me. And I tried, he had locked the doors, I couldn't get out, and he started to strangle me. And, and as she's explaining this, I can see her feet shoving the front of the firewall on the passenger side in the front seat. And the energy of her terror, her fear, and her death shoved through and bent two rods in the engine. Now, we all know if you bend, bend a rod, the car will seize. And, and think, it wasn't in an accident. It was not in an accident. And this happened at, at the beach near Newport Beach. And because um, I'm explaining all this to my friend, and I said, you will find sand in that car. And he said, well, we've already found sand. But it's, you know, Newport Beach area, you know, Orange yeah. County. It could be that that's not unusual. I said, it's not evidence. I realized that she died in that car. She was disposed of somewhere at the beach. And what happened was the energy of her death rocketed through and bent the rods. And, and uh, he sh showed me a schematic and I said, those two rods are bent right there. And so he goes back to work <laughs> and says, he says, okay, 
I'm going to say that for sure it's here. He won the bet. They did find it. They had to drop a $40,000 engine into the car. BMW in Germany wanted that engine back. It went back to Munich. And because they could not figure out how that happened, and they never will. It was a bizarre anomaly. It wasn't the car's fault. But the car was set. Yeah. I crossed the young woman over, and... I was grateful that I could do that. Then I had to give healing to the car, even with a new engine, because the energy of murder was throughout the metal. Metal absorbs energy. It was throughout the, the uh, energy of the car, uh, the metal in the car, and it was a very sad situation. The car was completely repaired, and then the owner just said, you know, I don't like this car anymore. And then the car was sold as a used car. And BMW took a lo huge loss on that. Well, I, I got a, actually a funny car story for you. Okay. So <laughs> we love funny. <laughs> I met, um, I'm out of town and I'm visiting some old friends and I'm in their house and I'm like, you know, you've got a ghost standing there. And they're like, yeah, we know. We just don't know what to do with them. And we're talking and stuff. And um, I go to leave and I've rented a convertible and as I'm leaving in the convertible, I'm like, God, finally it stopped raining. I'm going to put the top down. Cause you know, back at home, back then I drove this white sexy minivan. <laughs> so I'm in this convertible. And the next thing I know that this ghost hops in the car with me and he's telling me, he's like, I just, you know, I know you can help me cross over, but before you do, can you please drive me around? I want to see the sights again. And I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, I've got some time. What the heck, right? You're in a convertible. So I'm in a convertible. I'm thinking, is he going to blow out? Right? Ghosts don't blow out of the car. <laughs> so that was my they first. They don't feel the wind in their hair. That was the first thought. Is he going to blow out once I like hit 45 miles an hour? I don't know. So I start driving him around and this is in my hometown and we take him to the airport. I take, we, I take him to the airport and these to ask him to go downtown and some other places like this. And I'm like, Okay, you know what? Here's the VFW. I'm just going to pull over and I'm going to cross you over right now because I don't have time for more sightseeing. I got to go. So sorry. But this ghost was so polite and so grateful. Cross them over. And I tell my friends about this and stuff. And then it turns out that these friends know these other people who was related to this ghost. And I didn't know that, but this ghost was responsible for the development of those areas like the airport and downtown buildings. I had no idea. He just wanted to see what his work looked like in current day time, which I thought was unusual, but kind of kind of cute and funny and kind of cute and funny. So if you're driving around in a convertible and you haven't got a ghost with you, before you use the crossing over prayer, just note they won't blow out. They won't blow out. <laughs> okay. We have a couple more stories. All right. Let's see what we can nail out here. I think we should talk about uh, marijuana for just a minute and I know there are a lot of people who really love it but our observation is that it is a gateway drug and something happened to um, this actually happened in my hometown okay and I'm not gonna say I'm pro against or whatever this is these are just the facts as they come to us a group of boys had decided they'd get together while the parents were out and they started smoking marijuana. And I suspect the marijuana was laced with something, I suspect. And what happened is that it ended up creating a portal and these dark beings, these dementor things like you would see in Harry Potter start flying around. And one of these dark beings is on this kid's face. And one of his buddies grabs his dad's gun and shoots his friend in the face. Again, 
they are not in their right mind for starters, shoots his friend, kills his friend. This kid ends up in my bedroom. My bedroom is such a busy place. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why the ghosts always end up there. <laughs> because that's where you are. That's where I'm at. So I'm talking to him and he is so worried because the kid who shot him wants to kill himself also. And those, <coughs> excuse me, those beings that were with the kid who was killed are still with this kid until they came into my house, but they're also with his other two friends and they're influencing his friends. And so when we look at certain behaviors that people have, what is paranormal and what is normal? So now these two boys, they when they used these drugs, they opened up some kind of portal and these dark entities started coming through. And this is true stuff. This is not for the faint of heart to hear the stuff. I get that. But parents, this is why drugs of any kind really aren't in our kids or anyone's best interest. So the portal opens up. It's still opened, by the way. I have no jurisdiction to close this portal. All I can do is send this kid help who was killed by his buddy who now wants to kill himself. And the and you crossed over I the kid who died. Crossed over the kid who died, and I told the kid, I said, "You can ask for help in the heaven world to give your friends some help, but that's the best I can do." Right. We are very much bound by spiritual law, and we have jurisdictions that we cannot cross. We can sometimes we put our toe on the line, but that's about it. All right. So, kind of reviewing, it's Halloween. Just remember, it is Halloween. Say the crossing over prayer. Go Just to, in, as well, an anniversary kind of fun thing. <laughs> back it up. Go to ghosthelpers.com and you can find the crossing over prayer in a video form there. And you can also check out other ways you can help your loved ones who may have died. And this is a great opportunity for spiritual service. Okay, let's talk about what we're going to discuss next week. All right, next week is going to be fun. This is all about Akashic Records, your Akka chords, and what, how that affects us. Whether you're living or dead, yeah. your Akashic Records affect you, and you're going to find out what, what's real and what's not real, what people say to you, which is just not ever going to happen, <laughs> and that kind of thing. And we're really looking forward to that. And if you have an interesting story that you would like to share, go to ghosthelpers.com and share your story and tell us how you have used the, the crossing over prayer. Thanks to Benny and Kat for producing the show and the oil lounge. And we'll see you next week.